0: It's not just any simulation video game, it's THE simulation video game, the penultimate life simulation to be exact. One in which we create people and literally direct them to live their lives. So when The Sims was released in February of 2000, one reviewer was quoted as saying, set aside lots of time. And the people did. The Sims would later go on to sell enough copies to become one of the best-selling PC games of all time. People flocked to the store to buy it, picking up the box which advertised the game as the People Simulator from the creator of SimCity. But it wasn't always going to be this way. The Sims was originally conceived as an architectural game almost 10 years prior, the idea of which was literally born from the ashes of a massive fire. Curious to learn more? Today we'll be discussing these origins of The Sims, as well as spending some time talking about the architectural and psychological design fundamentals that allowed it to be as we take today's trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of our Video Game Nostalgia Podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we take a look back at one release during the current week in gaming history, we talk about its history a little bit, and then we use it to have conversations about how it has affected the world, or how the world has inspired it. In case you didn't know, I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who has seriously spent the last month of his life learning Simlish for this episode. My brother Rob Casson. So, so Rob, kootikaloo.
1: Hey, Dave. Yeah, I totally did my homework and spent the last month learning Simlish, because <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I planned on doing for the last month.
0: Hey, it's the same question I ask every point in this episode. So, how's it going?
1: Ah, well, since you put it that way, I am doing well today. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing good. I, uh, I, I know. I speak for both of us when I say we're excited to get this out of the way to go play the new Gridiron mode in Rocket League. So,
1: Heck yeah, man, that thing looks like fun. We're gonna be like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. I like Tom Brady a whole lot. And I was glad that he shut up everyone who was like, "Eh, it's just him and the Patriots and him and Bill Belichick and shut up. This is what this is Tom. Tom Brady has huge balls because Tom Brady is like, I'm going to go to one of the worst, worst teams in the league. And I'm going to show you that I'm I'm the guy. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Plus, you know, I just at the same time, I just have to. The only team that I really dislike is Green Bay. Because, yeah. I mean, that's all I ever hear in the company yeah. I'm with. But, you know, I gotcha. don't need to include that in the episode. But yeah, <laughs> but no, football its great. I know all about it. But yeah, yeah, it's cool for Tom Brady. He's making making history.
0: Oh, all right. Well, then let's get to something that you do know. The Sims. We're talking about The Sims today, huh?
1: Yeah, that we are.
0: So what if I told you that The Sims was originally going to be an architectural game called Home Tactics?
1: I mean, I do build a lot of houses in the game so i could kind of see it but also if like you couldn't do character control that'd be kind of
0: i know right what about the fact that the idea for the sims was literally born from the ashes of a fire come again i know the sims is like the phoenix of the video game world did you know that
1: i i don't comprehend did they like find like something in a book that was in some ashes or something Mm -hmm. I will get there. So, okay. you do know
0: who made The Sims, though, correct? You know who made Sim City and Sim Earth and Simant?
1: Can't say I do, Dave. Why don't no, you tell me?
0: Oh, you know who made the games. So, Will Wright, legendary uh, game designer, like the god of the god genre. That weird? Is that kind of technically what he is? I mean, I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, the guy genre was just him and and Peter Molyneux, who's uh, the Populist series. I mean, those are literally the two guys who created the genre. And then, I mean, you had Sim Myers, by extension, later on with the 4X part of that genre, you know?
1: Hell yeah. Sid Myers the dude.
0: So before The Sims, right, you had SimCity, SimEarth, SimAnt, SimCity2000, SimCity3000, SimCopter you even know a Simcopter existed
1: i, I didn't even know that sim ant existed so no no
0: way you've never heard of simant
1: i i've never heard of simant i've heard of semantics
0: That's very true you probably call me out on those a whole lot i loved sim city growing up i i wanted to play a ton of it and so i got my hands on every single game of his i possibly could so, Sim Earth, and then SimAnt, all the Sim Cities, and then of course uh, SimCopter. I played every single one. I wanted as much Sim as I could get my hands on, and they're exactly what they sound like. SimAnt is literally a uh, an ant colony simulator. They're, I mean, I'm, there's nothing else to it. That's literally what it is. <laughs> wow, it's really wow. funny. I watched in preparation for this episode, I went back to some uh, GDC game developer conference interviews, like like not interviews, but what's what's the word I'm looking for? Presentations. Presentations. In which Will Wright was the, the speaker, you know, these 60, 90-minute long presentations by him, and he references ants uh, a lot to be Probably because he knows more about ants than he ever thought he was going to ever learn. You know what I mean? Probably. That Yeah, I,
1: you kind of have to learn a lot to be able to build a game based around it.
0: It would be kind of cool to see a modern cement, I think, because just technology has changed. Cement was like 90, 1990, I think, ninety, ninety one. I think it was 91. And um, I think there's a lot more you can do with that nowadays, which is pretty cool. So speaking of 1991, 1991 is kind of where the our little journey for the sims begins uh, about the time after Simant. you know the original inspiration for the sims was a 1977 book on architecture and urban design by christopher alexander it was called a pattern language and it is a very popular architecture book um that's about urban design and community livability have you ever heard of this one rob i have not no have you ever stumbled across the concept of a pattern language? I, I know that you had to take a bunch of programming classes at their basic level, and pattern languages are pretty fundamental to to computer programming. Is it something that you ever had to cover?
1: Uh, not by that name, no. So I
0: can't say I, I even knew what a pattern language was. Are you familiar with object-oriented programming languages? Give me an example. Like Java, for instance? Oh, that, that's what I use. <laughs> I, right.
1: I just I, I forget. I forget the that's, names of stuff. I just remember like coding. Like,
0: no, I know. I know. It's I, like I, you
1: just have to say like object oriented and like ex- explain that because that might mean more to me when you explain it than it means by term.
0: That's what we do every day, right? We we learn we learn stuff. Um, Yeah. So it's an object oriented language, pattern languages. So pattern languages is basically. A pattern is a way to describe a problem and then offer a solution. That's that's what a pattern boils down to. Um, you know, there were patterns that focused on materials in this book, such as, you know, what's a, a bulk material that's ultra and lightweight, which is concrete. There were some patterns that focused on life experiences, uh, such as the pattern for a street cafe. Um, the pattern for a street cafe, as it's written in the book, is that it provides a unique setting special to cities. A street cafe is a place that people can sit lazily, legitimately, be on view, and watch the world go by. It encourages local cafes to spring up in each neighborhood, make them intimate places with several rooms open to a busy path, so that people can sit with coffee or a drink and watch the world go by. You build the front of the cafe so a set of tables stretch out into the cafe, right into the street. There were all these different patterns that all went together. It's it's almost like a dictionary where, like, you know, you learn about the material pattern, which is concrete. And then there's a, you know, a little index that shows you all the other patterns that include concrete, like maybe a pattern for a skyscraper, for instance, would include concrete. And this is way of indexing between them and all these all these network paths, the way they all kind of talk to one another and interjoin obviously is what we call the pattern and they all come together the foreign pattern language it's a really simple and complex concept at the at the same time to be fair like most language a pattern language has a vocabulary a syntax and a grammar which is really funny because you just brought up semantics did you do that on purpose
1: no i just thought the sims were having semantics
0: semantics <laughs> i get it now it was funny I really do get it. Sure you do, Dave. <laughs> Whatever you got to tell yourself. Oh, <laughs> vocabulary in this pattern language that architecture is a collection of named and described solutions to problems in a field of interest. So when we're talking about it from the architecture standpoint of vo- their vocabulary includes includes items such as your buildings, your rooms, your windows and your doors. Right. Now, in writing our literature, vocabulary is the set of familiar words with one one's language. So, you know, our vocabulary is the words we're using right now, like words or now or like. Cool. Cool. Okay. it. you're getting a big lesson right now. Syntax is the solution. It's it's a description that shows where the solution fits within a larger design. Rooms need to have ways to get light. Rooms need to have ways to get people in and out of them. Right. And then our vocabulary is our description. So rooms need to have ways to get light. And that's a window. Or we need to get ways to get people in and out. And that's a door. Right. It, 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 so syntax is our solution, where in language, syntax is the set of rules that kind of govern the structure of our sentences. So it's the order in which we talk and write. So like we talk with the subject, then the verb, then the object. Right. So I ran to the door, and that's the way eighty-five percent of all languages—uh, eighty-five percent of all languages—use the subject first. But, um, you know, the, the this is syntax. So grammar in language is is of the rules, you know, because you like to call me grammar Nazi, right?
1: Yeah, grammar,
0: grammar Nazi. See? So grammar is the set of rules that help us put all this together. So grammar, when we talk about grammar, grammar is things like, you know, subject verb agreement, which is using is or are in a sentence. It's our prepositions or it's our who versus whom they versus the or them. Or you you know what I mean? Like those are those are our grammar things in a pattern languages. Grammar is the way these these contexts the way syntax works with all these 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 other solutions so a designer can reference related solutions. So ways to get in and out equals doors and your grammar would essentially be other patterns with doors. It's basically your indexing. Are you following me so far? I'm there, Dave. Okay. The point I'm trying to make is as we go through these inspirations, I want you to see how they how they come into factor in the sims because for a lot of us, The Sims is just a really simple. I don't know if I'd say simple, but it is kind of a simple life simulation. Is that is that fair? I would say so, yes. It's not Do you think it's a complex game? Not very. No, it's pretty straightforward. But why do you why do you think that? Why do you think that is?
1: I mean, you have when you play the game, you, you see what needs are. You see what you need to do to achieve the next task. And, I mean, it. while you do have some times where it might be more difficult than others with, like, finding money and things, at the end, it's it's still not that difficult. Once you learn how to play it, it's just kind of relaxing. It's just, you just know what to do and how to do it, and you just take your time doing it.
0: Right. Well, and let's be honest, The the beautiful part about The Sims... Is the fact that it is so intimately familiar because it is a life simulator, so we're simply directing someone else to do the things that we we ourselves do day in and day out, right? Yeah, you don't think that's the case? i I, I don't disagree. Okay. And life isn't simple, though. I mean life is life is complex. let's Let's talk about this concept of pattern languages and and the way it works. We take it for granted, but like, like we know what a door is, right? We we know that it gets us in and out of rooms because we literally walked into the rooms we're in right now to have a uh, to have have a convers to have a conversation, and we know that when we get up and go to work tomorrow, we're gonna come out of these said doors and we're gonna leave the door to our house and so we're gonna get into the doors of our cars to go to the doors of our jobs. You you, you know what I mean? Yep. But these That's are the these are complex relationships like we we have to inherently learn this and these 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 all have to come together there has to be this door and that door and that door and that door for it all to come together and the concept of a pattern language is 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 all those beautiful collections um you know this is a very influential book it influenced software it influenced open source commuting computing sorry Sociology, biology, there are bits and pieces of pattern languages, all of them. Um, like I said, object-oriented programming, which is, which is a pattern language of programming. Wikipedia. W- Wikipedia is considered a direct outgrowth of a pattern language. Think about it. It's, it's what is this thing that's your problem, right? What is We use the sims, or we use Wikipedia to research a lot of what we talk about here, correct? Correct. So think about this, right? Your your problem for us, we would search, say, is the Sims video game. The solution is the description of what the Sims video game is. Okay. In that in that Wikipedia, you have links to all the bits and pieces. So we're talking about pattern languages right now. There's a link to pattern language. There's a link to the Sims as a whole. There's a part where this calls this a life simulation, and there's a link to describe what a life simulation is. This is essentially what a pattern language is. It's how all these topics come together to basically create... create, I, I know we think about it as information and indexing, but it's both a pattern and a language that brings it all together. Does that make more sense? Yeah, it does. It's really cool the way it all comes together... The Sims wasn't just a video game that someone just conceived out of nowhere. The Sims was literally a, a, a book about a complex network of, of how things come together. And there's this man named Will Wright that basically was like, hey, how can I, how can I use this to turn into a video game? And he did, pretty much. And uh, I just think that's incredibly fascinating. Back in 1991, there was a huge fire in Oakland. It's literally called the Oakland Fire of 91, and it was billions of dollars lost, and Will Wright's house was one of the closest houses to the area in which the fire was believed to be started, so Will Wright lost absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. He, he is quoted as saying that when he came back a week later, the house was gone, the chimney was left, there was a Weber grill that didn't burn, but there was a puddle of aluminum where the car once sat. That's how That's how hot this fire got. But it was it was because of this fire that he ultimately got the idea for the Sims. You know, he had to reset his life at that point and take an inventory of his needs. So, you know, he started to wonder about all the things we have and and the reasons why they purchased them. And he had to take a step back and determine what his life was made of. So there were big picture questions like. Where do I want to live? And what sorts of things do I need? And why does this make me happier? And and so he got this idea in which he wanted to basically take all, all these concepts and structure it and turn it into a, a game of, of some kind. So the idea for The Sims was literally born out of a fire. Literally. Makes a lot more sense why that is now. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's it's really... I I don't know if I believe totally that things happen for a reason. You know, I I maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it's really fascinating to think about cause and effect like the butterfly effect, right? Would we ever have the Sims if his house hadn't burned down? I I I don't know the answer to that. Maybe eventually. Yeah. Who knows?
1: You know? You don't know.
0: There's this other podcast I listen to called Remember Me. It's another retro video game podcast I I enjoy and they do this. um, They do a segment called play it, remake it or erase it. I think it's the third thing. I know those are the concepts. So he takes three video games each week. And it's like you know, marry, fuck, kill, right? Where you play one of the games, you remake one of the games, and you erase one of the games from the annals of history. And I mean, they'll take games like you know, Donkey Kong versus Sonic Adventure versus um, Gradius. I think was a recent one. And so he and his listeners, like, because people write in, will will tell this. And one of the things that they always talk about that they never can agree on is if you erase the first game in a series does it erase all subsequent history for a series? You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I, I, I would imagine so simply because of the fact that, think of chronological, you, you wouldn't have a Sims 2 if you never had a Sims.
0: Right. Well, they recently did one with Donkey Kong, and people were deleting Donkey Kong because they're, I mean, no one plays Donkey Kong, but the truth of the matter is, is would we ever have Mario if we never had Donkey Do- Donkey Kong? Would Mario Brothers, which came after it, would they have envisioned Mario Brothers in the context of that game by itself if they had never envisioned him as the as the guy in Donkey Kong? And that that kind of crap fascinates me, to be honest with you. So yeah, definitely something to think about. Definitely something to think about. Aside from a pattern language, one of the other ideas that Will Wright used to that was that inspired The Sims was a concept called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And this is a basic psychology um, philosophy, you know, that 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 I, I can remember learning about it in psychology 101 back in college. So this is a theory back from 1943. Rob, do you... A food pyramid? Do you know the food pyramid?
1: Sure do, Dave.
0: So this is basically a, a pyramid of of human behavior, right? And yep. so basically it's from the bottom to the top you know it's got all these motivations and it's believed that an individual originally they believed that an individual would have to fulfill their modifications at the bottom and then once their bottom once their bottom motivation the base was fulfilled they could move to the next one they could slowly move up kind of like a pyramid scheme but opposite i guess i don't know nowadays they kind of believe it's overlap but if you look at the sims and you look at the hierarchy of needs you can kind of see how the two overlap right So at the very bottom of this pyramid and just envision a pyramid, if you're following with me, if you've already turned us off, it doesn't matter. Um, The very bottom are the basic needs and then the basic needs for a person are things like food, water, warmth and rest. Right. Yep. The next up, you've got safety needs. Safety needs are security and safety. The next rung up from uh, from safety needs are belongingness and love. So intimate relationships and friends above that is esteem needs which is prestige and feeling of accomplishment and then at the very top of this pyramid is self actualization right and this is really fascinating because you know you have to go through each one to fulfill the next tier so you know if you're not if you're hungry and thirsty you can never feel secure or safe which is kind of true if you think about it right Yeah, I mean, security and safety very much depends on having a roof over your head and your belly full and the ability to sleep on to sleep in a safe and comfortable place. And then really, you know, we don't our sense of belongingness, which is intimate relationships. We really can't have intimate relationships if we're hungry or if we have to use the restroom like that doesn't compute, I guess, unless you like to hold it in all the time and so on and so forth. But it's really fascinating because if you look at this pyramid and you look at the original Sims, right? So the original Sims had eight motives or needs. Do you remember what they were?
1: I believe it's, you know, food, some of them. Yep. Hunger food, uh, hygiene. Yep. Social. Yep.
0: F- fun. Yep. Um. Bladder. Oh, yep. Bladder. Comfort and then Room was the last one. Uh, It's modified a little. I know you and I have played The Sims 4 recently, but we haven't played the original one because it's 21 years old now. But those were the eight. Can you see how those eight things are in that pyramid of needs?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And how literally dude took a psychological theory from 1943 and said, this is what's going to be the basis of (laughs) of my video game. And he did it. I mean, talk about the way the world influences a video game. Uh, this literally is, you know, it was so cool getting to research the Sims and, and look at this process, because like I like I already said, the Sims is so freaking simple, but it's not at the same time. And to see how all these things come together is really great. There is one more thing that influenced the Sims. There's a book by Charles Hampton Turner called Maps of the Mind. And it was basically an attempt by its author to kind of just collect, describe and then illustrate in map form some of the what he considered the most important concepts of the human mind. I'll be honest, I I have the book. I I pulled it up to to look at it and read it because I like to do that with these things. I don't even freaking know where to start. It's got a ton of concepts, including the hierarchy of needs. And it it talks about them and 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 does this far out like I'm on LSD psychedelic acid illustration about it and it's really cool but it is way too dense and I think I've already lost half of my audience so I'm just going to leave that for if you want to learn the third go learn about Charles Hampton Turner's maps of the mind but it's said that that book kind of influenced the way they approached AI for the game design which brings us to the Sims I promise I'm done with the boring learning stuff no more class stuff for today The game was originally pitched as an architectural simulator called Home Tactics, which was coined as an experimental domestic simulator. Right? The words out of his own mouth, because I I watched watched him give a little presentation on this. He envisioned it as a cross between an architecture game with a sort of football playmaker interface. So you would basically set forth these tactics of building these houses and... And it had to do with the social aspects around it. But you know, you would you would create these plays, create these houses, and the basically the player would rate you, and, and that was it. That was home tactics. The player didn't rate you at first. Actually, it was suggested later that the player should be rated on the quality of life by the homeowners that would go in the house, and that's where the social aspect of the Sim started to take uh, started to take hold. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but. I'm going to ask you, actually, what do you think about an architectural simulator called Home Tactics? What is how, does that what does that sound like to you?
1: Um, it sounds more like a designing program for architecture, like I, I'm doing it for a job, not so much playing a game. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe I'm building a house that can survive a, a like military raid or something hence the tactics like i, guess it's, it's I so know weird
0: i, I uh, know and then and then it's called like literally the t- the the pitch document said home tactics uh colon experimental domestic simulator which is like what what the hell is is this this was way back in 91 and you know internally no one really liked the idea so you know they were working on sim Sim copter, Sim something at the time. Um, but no one really liked the idea. So Will Wright was allowed to work on it in the background while they were working on other games, which they called it Project X in the beginning. And as you can imagine, they took it in like five games to a a, a focus group. And R- Wright literally said he had never seen a game bomb so hard in a focus group. And the funny part is is he said, what well, we pitched to them, at the time is almost very much what The Sims became. But people couldn't wrap their head around the concept of a game that was like an an architectural, like building a house type game. You you know what I mean? Yep. In fact, you know, he he worked on it by himself with one other programmer for years, and it was some years later he was able to take it to Maxis, which was the, the company he founded that made all the sim games. He took it to Maxis and they literally thought he was out of his mind. One of the board uh, members, our director, I don't remember which, was actually quoted as saying, this is an interactive dollhouse. Dollhouses are for girls, and girls don't play video games. Can can you imagine? Would that fly nowadays? Um,
1: I'm not really sure on that one.
0: No? I don't know. As they were making it and it evolved, they found out that the social aspect uh, became, you know, The relationships between the characters was a really engaging part of the game. And so relationships were developed as part of the process, basically. Um, In 97, Maxis was acquired by Electronic Arts. And so the idea was taken to the EA board of directors, who were much more receptive to the idea. So EA saw the success of SimCity. And they envisioned the possibility of building a whole Sim franchise around it. Because what else does EA do but make franchises and run them into the ground? And so they greenlit The Sims. And it was worked on as a team by a development studio for the next three years until it was published on February 4th, 2000. Yay. Was it successful?
1: Um, you know, that, yeah, I, I don't know, Dave. I don't, I don't think it was so successful. it's not still around now or anything.
0: Yeah, but we have games around. We look, we talked Mega Man, Mega Man. The first one was considered a commercial flop. It wasn't until the second one that they really found their stride. You know, I mean, I I guess you got a point there, but we both know that the Sims was incredibly successful. Don't we?
1: Oh yeah. I, I would definitely say it was pretty damn successful.
0: It was the best selling computer game of the year 2000, the year in which it came out it sold 1.77 million copies. It was also the best selling computer game of 2001. In 2001, it sold 1.48 million copies. <laughs> Do you know of any game that has become the best selling computer game for two straight years? Uh, thinking, thinking, no, I don't. I, I look, the computer landscape is so different, so unbelievably different than it was 21 years ago. It blows my mind to think that, A, a game could hold on to the best-selling game for two years. I don't think culture nowadays has the attention span, for the most part, for, for a game to hold people's imagination for that long. Although, I guess we played Rocket League for five, and Fortnite's been around for a while, and, and so on and so forth. So I, I guess I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But in 2002, The Sims became the best-selling PC game of all time, uh, surpassing a record previously held by Myst. It sold more than more than 6 million copies on top of what Myst, Myst has sold. And we've been here, like I said, 21, it's been out for 21 years, and it's still in the top 10 of PC games sold of all time at 9th. It sits at 9th with 11 million copies sold. Do you know what the best-selling PC game of all time is?
1: Hmm... I honestly don't. It's PUBG. Really?
0: Yeah. Do you know how many copies PUBG sold? Uh, I'm not sure. 42 million. Holy shoot. (laughs) 42 million copies. I looked at that and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I don't even know what else to say, but holy shit. Do you know what the second best one is? What are some other games that you think of that have just blow like everybody plays? I mean, obviously
1: you mentioned Fortnite.
0: Uh Fortnite's not on the list because it's a free to play game. These are these are purchase purchase games.
1: Okay, gotcha. Uh,
0: Um I'm sure that there are Battlefield three. Battlefield three? Is that even on the list? Let me take a look. I'm staring at the list. I don't see a single Battlefield game on there. Hold on. Does this include subscriptions? It can. Why? What are you thinking?
1: Because I would think that World of Warcraft would be pretty close.
0: Number five at 14 yeah. million at number at number five at 14 million. But there's still a really big gap between 42 and 14 million. Just think about there's one game that's everywhere right now. Everywhere. We look, I'll put it to you this way. You and I don't really play it. It's a sandbox survival game that it feels like everybody else plays, though. Oh, is that not free to play? I don't think it is. No.
1: Oh, OK, I, I guess I really didn't know. So Minecraft.
0: Yeah, Minecraft is 33 million. And then Jeez. the third one is Diablo three with 20 million. And then number four is Gary's mod at 18 million. Number five is World of Warcraft of 14 million. Number six is Terraria with 14 million. Did you even think that that was the sixth best best-selling PC game of all time? I would not have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed that either. Half-Life 2 is next with 12 million. After that comes The Witcher 3 with 12 million. And rounding out the top 10 are The Sims with 11 million and Starcraft with 11 million. So um, but still, man, 42 million for PUBG. Holy crap.
1: And that's That's
0: that's that's just the PC platforms like that's that's between Windows, Mac and Linux. Think about the fact that that thing's also sold on all the consoles, too. And then it really starts to sink in how popular PUBG was for a while. Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So up until now, we've talked about how we got here. But let's talk about what 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 it is. Right. So as we talked about, the Sims is a artificial life simulator, right? That it is and the sims are influenced by the player to interact with either objects or other sims so these interactions what what are some interactions so you play the sims what are some interactions excuse me what are some interactions that your sim can do
1: with the environment or with other sims
0: either war man tell tell our listeners what are some things you can do in the sims
1: you can cook you can clean you can use the bathroom you can clean yourself you can learn some cool skills like guitar or chess, or talking to yourself in a mirror like a crazy person. You can talk to other people, too. You can play pranks on them. You can do the deed with them. You can do some stuff.
0: You want to know what's really cool about the way The Sims is built? What's that? Every one of those objects is coded just like the player in that it has to be coded in how it interacts with the things around it. Does that make sense? Kind of. So like we always talk about games, right? Like we talked about Ocarina of Time. And Ocarina of Time was unique because it was one of the first games to have contextual button control. Do you remember what that is?
1: Like a button that does certain um, actions depending on what you're facing.
0: Right, exactly. So A would jump normally. If you were standing next to a tall ledge, A would jump and grab the ledge. If you were standing next to a crate, A would push the crate. It, it, it does different things based on context. So in a case like that, the way that game would be designed is it's just environment, right? You have a stair and your player would you know, if the player is standing next to Crate, then A does this, else A does that. That's kind of the way it's laid out. But the way they have to design a game like The Sims is there are contextual actions for its objects, too. So, you know, if this coffee is sitting on this table, it does this, but if it's sitting on this chair, it does this instead type deal. And because they designed The Sims this way, it was it, it it's it's actually how it works with objects and why they're so easy to place in the game and how they work. Because when you code the objects to be as flexible as the character, essentially all the objects are a character in themselves. You can add and remove objects just as easily as the players without having to recode the entire game around it. Does that make more sense? Yeah, it does. It's really fucking cool, to be honest with you. And it goes right back to the pattern languages where everything connects to one another everything is as simple as the the damn light switch in this game is coded in and the way it references all the things around it um and he stayed true to this through the whole thing so i i don't know i lo- i it the sims is so cool it's such a simple game that so many people love but it's so there's so much to it too so you were right right you could learn how to play guitar, or play chess. What is your sim? Your sim have a job. Uh, do
1: you mean in four?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, any. I mean, you've spent a lot of time with some of your sims, haven't you? I normally go science branch. Yeah. Do you have a favorite sim that you've had over the years?
1: Uh, I can't say that I do. No, no, you just no. kind
0: of start. So when I sat down to make a new character, I mean, it's I played like three or four days ago, not even it might have been two days ago. I sat down to make a character. I made my character ridiculous. And Lacey, my wife, was hovering over me. And Lacey goes, I want to make a character. So, of course, then I had to get out of the way so Lacey could make a character. And then we put our characters in a house and did stupid things. To them. So the Sounds Sims, about ap- right. Sims appeal to everyone. So, yeah, so you're, you, we said it, right? Your daily needs need to be met. You have to eat. You have to sleep. You have to use the bathroom. You know, in order to maintain your lifestyle, you have to get a job to pay your bills and and, and, and not spend all your money. You have social needs, so you have to make friends and, and, and build romantic relationships to to stay happy. Um, and then The Sims is still an architectural game, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's do a you, lot of building
0: you can do. Do you like building in The Sims? I am not very good at it.
1: I I find squares to be the greatest thing ever. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's fun sometimes just seeing, like, the different room designs you can do, layouts of houses, and, you know, putting roofs on them if you, you get crazy or putting basements in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not very good with The Sims. I'm not very good with building either. I, I um, I'm just not very good either. Why do you like The Sims,
1: Rob? I find it enjoyable simply because you just... It's one of those things you can play that's not that serious I mean it's not that fast paced you just kind of sit back relax and you know if you wanted to you could totally like master sim's life up you can do it you, you can play it how you want it's yes you do have money unless you're using cheats so I mean well
0: they've had the same do, cheat since the beginning of time
1: yeah you do have to worry about money unless you use cheats but if you you know you just kind of play the game you get money pretty easily and then You kind of just build up, and then you don't have to worry about much. And in the newer series, they've added... uh, Actually, no, in the old ones, they had aspirations, too. Um, They did? So, like, you have these aspirations to work towards, and you get rewards for it. So it's just... There's not a lot of... um, There's not a lot of pressure when you play the game. It's literally just one that you can just sit back, relax, and play away. You don't have to worry about much.
0: Very true. Very true.
1: What about you, Dave? What's your experience or why do you like it?
0: I'm going to tell you, and I've played a lot of The Sims, not the recent ones. I probably hadn't picked it up since the second one, to be honest with you. I do remember playing it on PlayStation or Xbox at your guys's house. I don't remember exactly, but I, I remember that is probably the last time. But I picked up The Sims 4 and kind of got lost in it for a day. It's just fun. It's just fun i i already said it it's familiar you know the 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 yeah you got to learn what the controls are at first and understand that when you click on something how to interact but once you kind of learn this that which it's not that hard everything is just so intimately familiar because it's really nothing that you wouldn't normally do with your life
1: you know I, i i mean for the most part depending on how you play it could be but
0: uh, we're going to get into that in just a moment but yeah you're you're right about that but that's the fun part too you can yeah you can you can do things that you wouldn't normally do with your life but i still think that the fundamentals of that are intimately familiar i i i just think the basis of the game is so intimately familiar that anyone can pick it up let's be honest the man who said that girls don't play video games was dead wrong was he not
1: absolutely
0: the reason why this game was the best selling game for 3 years was because it wasn't it it wasn't just appealing to the traditional gamer. It blew up with non-traditional gamers and suddenly like older people and girls and and people that weren't your typical demographic graphic for video games were buying this video game to play it because it's accessible to everybody. Um I don't really know people that don't like The Sims. I didn't think they existed, but we're about to tackle some reviews and I found out I was very wrong in that aspect. So there are people that hate the Sims, but I will tell you, I I find there are far and few in between. So reviews, right? Every week we like, every week we like to tell, we like to go in there and and try to find out how you uh, as gamers and listeners feel about it. Either you submit it or we pull it from the internet this week we took some reviews from the internet since we're talking about the original Sims. It's back in the year 2000, so 21 years. I pulled a few ga- a few good reviews from Moby Games, and I've pulled a few bad reviews between Moby Games and Metacritic. And uh, yeah, so this first review, Rob from Stephanie B, I'm going to have you cover, is titled "The Sims is what you desire it to be." So what does Stephanie B have to say about The Sims?
1: Well, Dave, Stephanie B has to say that, first of all, The Sims gives true control freaks the opportunity to flex those need-to-dominate muscles. Second, The Sims is a universal game that people anywhere can relate to as you are in control of the environment. If you desire to create a planet that embraces alternative lifestyles, so you shall. Third, you can live your life vicariously through your Sims. Do you want to be a beauty queen or the doctor of death? Fourth. The game gives the user the ability to be an architect of sorts. Fifth, the Sims is designed in a way that allows the user to manipulate objects in the environment. Sixth, the game has educational value. It can teach young ones a little about responsibility and a few social constructs. However, the game can be extremely addictive. You may notice that you no longer have friends or that your significant other can't relate to Sim sounds you've picked up from the game.
0: So our S.O.s don't learn Simlish alongside us?
1: Uh, it depends on if they like the game or not. But it sounds like this person's uh, significant other did not or themselves.
0: All right. So uh, Dragoon here on Moby Games wrote uh, it, wrote a, wrote a uh, review titled The Best Sim Game Yet. Rob, what did Dragoon have to say about uh, about the Sims?
1: Well, Dragoon had to say that the Sims is a very different game that does not fall into any one game category. It's a simulation in which you make a person and take them through everyday life. There's a limitless supply of things you can do in the Sims.
0: Yes, there are. Yes there are. But like I noted, not everybody likes the Sims. So yeah, yeah, these were kind of these these really cracked me up here. So White Spider ninety nine and Metacritic, Rob, what did White Spider have to say about the Sims?
1: Well, White Spider writes that I am so departed from this game's audience that I fail to understand the target demographic's attention to what is essentially a mix of Barbie and whatever you choose to make it. Nothing struck me as thoughtful, engaging, entertaining, fun, progressive, or meaningful.
0: Rob, when you play The Sims, do you feel like you're playing with Barbies? Uh, No, I, I don't. Yeah, me either. Absolutely me either.
1: What did Eric C. have to say about The Sims? They had to say that the problem with every sim game ever made is that although it's fun to build and create these interesting worlds of cities or people or whatever, after everything is completed, the game goes absolutely nowhere. Also, why the hell do I have to point and click for every little action my character needs to do? Can't he go to the bathroom on his own or clean up after himself? The Sims is way too overrated, and people should be aware of its huge flaws and problems.
0: Yeah, Rob. Why why is it with every sim game that you... Once you build everything, there's nothing to do anymore.
1: Uh, because you haven't found enough to do.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that one, that one cracked me up. After everything was completed, there's no, the game goes absolutely nowhere. So I guess it's not for everything, right? Or not for everyone. But this guy clearly doesn't like playing games where he has no one holding his hand about objectives. Right you are. To each their own. So similar, Shrob. Simlish, Simlish. Did you know that Simlish didn't actually come from The Sims? That it was first featured in SimCopter.
1: I didn't know SimCopter was a thing, so I denounced your reality and substitute my own.
0: <laughs> so you played a lot of The Sims. How, how many hours do you think of The Sims have you played? Um, well,
1: considering that I have like hundreds of hours into Rocket League and Ark, and Grand Theft Auto.
0: Probably not as probably many.
1: Tarkov at this point, no, I'd say probably a few hundred if really, not. Like, oh yeah, no, for sure i I have many nights where I just kind of spent playing, but among the series, not just any one particular one, I mean, between Sims one, two, three, four all the expansions that I had played, didn't do a whole lot with pets, but i mean i i uh, I had the herbs for my d s yeah, no, I definitely put a ton of hours into the sims
0: so i know that we don't listen listen to simlish but we hear it still and so i'm wondering if subconsciously that maybe you've come to understand some key phrases in simlish okay so a little scientific experiment if you will you follow me
1: sure we'll see
0: so I've got a list of uh, I basically have a similar dictionary in front of me on my computer. I purposely didn't put it on our outline so you wouldn't have access to the answers. And I'm going to ask you if you know the uh, words, what some of these Simlish words are, if you can translate them to English for me. OK, good luck. But sure, let's go. <laughs> well, we started out with one. So, So-so. Sosol.
1: So, Yeah. And, 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 you know, I had to Honestly, I thought that was a greeting or a goodbye.
0: It is. It's hello or goodbye. Oh, it's absolutely what it's it like is. It's like aloha. Okay. Do you see what I mean? You do know. You walked into this assuming that you were going to fall on your freaking face and the first one you nailed.
1: Well, everyone gets one, Dave.
0: You should be more confident in yourself. Nah. Nah.
1: nah. No. Nah. chum I need food.
0: Yep. Food. You got it. How's it? <laughs> uh maladai maladai uh i'm tired no it's good day Zo tell me more i'm so hungry huan oh let's see what are clops shoes clothes i was right you Still. were right oh yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> fazu um that that's the guy who hits the jukebox
0: <laughs> no that's the fadzi <laughs> fazu?
1: Nah, um, that, that's got to be something about the television.
0: Nope. And actually, there's three words. They all mean the same thing: fazu, vadish, and litzergam. Litzergam. Um,
1: my lips are gone.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I don't know uh, how that one. I don't know. How about this one? Because I've heard this one. Wabada badu. Wabada badu.
1: Yeah, that's uh, uh, uh Flintstones.
0: Sure. Zeptor mabu, Um,
1: what about your boob?
0: It's an expletive. What are what are what's a moment when you have an expletive in the Sims? When you
1: shock yourself trying to repair something.
0: That's one thing. What's another?
1: Cutting yourself while uh in the kitchen.
0: So you're closer with the kitchen.
1: When you catch yourself on fire.
0: Thank you. Wabba w wabba w- wab- 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 is I'm on fire. <laughs> Ah. Zagadu. <laughs> um, I'm cold. Um, it's disagree. What are some other words you want to know?
1: I honestly can't think of very many similar words.
0: I know. I don't know most of these, but I think you got the first two. I'm actually really impressed that you got any of them, but you got the first couple. You I mean should... the con-
1: contextual clues were there.
0: Well, I know, but that's what I was hoping with most of these. So,
1: I mean, is yabba-dabba-doo, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about Jigga? Is that I'm fat? Uh, it's P. I don't know oh. where Jigga comes to pee. How about, what's what's your yib-sim? Yib-sim? Yeah, yib-sim. It's a, it's a hyphenated word. Yib, or, yeah, yib-sim.
1: Is that your, your significant other?
0: It's your best friend. So, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Zerpa. Zerp, well, let's see if I can put two. Zerpa, Zerpa, (laughs) oh, Zerpa Nobu, Nubu, Zerpa Nubu.
1: You smell funny.
0: Well, Zerpa is there is a, and what do you think Nubu is?
1: There is a fire.
0: Baby, Nubu is baby.
1: Oh, Oh, I still think it's a fire.
0: You got a couple. Yume, Yibs, Yibsy, what's Yibsy?
1: That's a city in Michigan where yeah, uh, it is. near Ann Arbor.
0: Yeah, where I went to school.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Do you know that there's Simlish music? I, I didn't. There's literally popular artists remade their songs in Simlish. Have you never heard any of these out of the gate? Like legitimately looked at these up? Uh, no, I haven't. Paramore, Pressure, Katy Perry's Hot and Cold, Nelly's Hot and Hair, is one of them it is freaking hilarious my chemical romance has a simlish song I, I i i honestly i haven't played in so many years i didn't realize how big the sims got but if it's big enough for nelly to redo hot in here as a sim song wow you know what i mean
1: i didn't know there was that many words in simlish
0: um there's freaking oh er- my goodness! Um, I didn't know
1: that. Like, I, I just guess I didn't realize that there was like an entire vocabulary. I thought it was a very basic language. I didn't know it had that much complexity.
0: It, it's it.
1: To be honest, I fast forward through a lot of com- a lot of conversations, so uh, it's it's always been very fast. So it yeah. You don't hear very many words. It probably has just
0: here. I, I just sent Rob the Sims Nelly uh, in Simlish since he's never heard any of them. Is that not ridiculous?
1: This is quite in. Wow! It's
0: not. It's not like it's someone remade it. Like literally, it's the artists that re- were asked to re-record their songs in Simlish. That wow! I
1: okay. <laughs> I I didn't think that that was a thing, but wow! It's
0: a it's a real thing, and there's a lot of them.
1: That is so much more interesting than i had thought
0: isn't it
1: oh boy
0: oh man well while we're on the topic of weird things related to the sims buzzfeed which steals its content from everywhere else uh had a list i found online of 14 funny statistic or appalling things people have done in the sims and i picked i think three or four of them that i wanted to share since we were talking about all the weird things that people could do you want to take the first one
1: Sure thing, Dave. So the first thing was that a this person made a prison filled with slave artists. Everyone got a single bed, toilet, sink, and an artist easel. The cells were underground, and there was a warden who lived above them on the ground level who also cooked for them. But they could only eat if they were turning out sellable art. Most of them went insane and died.
0: Oh, shit. You ever done anything really weird like that?
1: Uh, you know, I, I can't say that I have. I never got into that whole making the weird...
0: Yeah, me either. So in this next one, this person found a girl that they really wanted their son to marry, but she already had a husband. So rather than increasing their relationship and convincing her to break up with him, this person became best friends with the husband, convinced him to move in with them, and then drowned him in a pool. (laughs) <laughs> sounds like an
1: episode of unsolved mysteries
0: right then he moved in with the wife because she lived in a huge mansion that the person wanted and because she didn't want to take care of the rest of the sims that already live with the lady uh she she murdered all of them
1: it definitely sounds like uh, unsolved mystery take the next one rap so this person was playing in making magic they had a brilliant dog called aj who was loved by the whole family He never had an off day and brought sheer joy to his owners. They decided to train their wizardry and get the spell that allowed you to turn pets into humans, so H.A. could be even more of a part of the family. He turned out to be the biggest fucking assbag as a person and was abusive to his family, so they had to take care of him. I built a monolithic tomb and trapped him inside. Family stood out playing music to him as he slowly starved. They bought a new dog and played with it happily outside his eternal resting place to torture his trapped soul. Eventually, a dragon burnt out the house and killed them all. What a game.
0: (laughs) All right. This last one I found uh, involves a lot of deaths. So a person wanted to make a church with a full, complete graveyard graveyard. So they built a small, simple structure, moved in a family of eight, got them inside, removed the door and filled it with fire to get eight new tombstones. And they repeated it like nine times until they got a full graveyard full of tombstones. They built the church and they moved a priest to live there and tend to the grounds. But unfortunately for the priest, the grounds had been tainted by tainted by all the dark rituals, all the people dying and several ghosts of those people would materialize every night. Uh, So tormented by all the ghosts, uh, the priest himself died like three days later because he was never able to sleep. (laughs) People are messed up, dude.
1: Oh, yeah. I was trying to figure it out. I I realized I had already read that BuzzFeed article, and that's why these all sounded familiar.
0: There you go. You can see. I'm sure you have. It's BuzzFeed. They're all over the place that they are. I mean, that's The Sims. It's weird. There's a lot of things, but underneath its, its, its hood is a lot of really complex uh, structures that fascinate me, but probably bore the rest of you to tears. And, and I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life because now it's recorded. So
1: Right you are, Dave.
0: Hey, my goal every week is to teach people something. That, that's it. That's my goal every week. I just want to teach people something. So.
1: Well... Whether or not they learn anything is a completely different matter, but you're definitely teaching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have anything you want to add about The Sims? If by some
1: miracle of a chance you haven't played this game, give it a whirl. It's it's uh, very possible to be addicting, but hey, maybe you'll be one of those few people who find that you absolutely hate it. And if you do, I'd love to hear about it. That would be awesome to to meet some people who actually dislike The Sims and... And hear why. You know, we hear these reviews online, but, you know, it's our, some of them are a lot older. Would love to know uh, more modernly. What makes you hate the game?
0: I play The Sims on my phone. I was just thinking about it. I haven't played it in a few months, but I have The Sim Mobile's, Sims Mobile on my phone. And somewhere during the pandemic, I picked it up out of boredom when I had, you know, was sitting there with nothing else to do. So I've played The Sims more recently, too. All right. You ready for the gaming question of the week? Fire away. It's really simple, actually, because I was thinking about um, how this game can take hours and hours away for your life and how sometimes we get super hooked on video games. Um, No,
1: never. Have you ever...
0: I know, right? Have you ever pretended to be sick to get out of something in order to play a video game? Hmm.
1: Specifically to play the video game or happen to play video games because I fake being sick to get out of something?
0: No. Well, look, I think we can both... I think we can both agree that we've faked being sick to to not have to go do something. Um, and in in with nothing else to do, we've played a video game. But have you ever been so excited to play a video game that you, you used being sick as an excuse? Like you called in hooky to work or school or anything like that
1: um i don't think that i have mostly because when i was a lot more excited for most games younger i would actually just stay up instead of sleeping and just go all night so i i I mean i got my 10 hours of gaming in and then i went to to school and fell asleep in class sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i mean it happened you know i'm not can't change it but you know the Excitement was there, and although I still find excitement in games, I can't say that I would ever just kind of call off for something like that. Not just specifically for the game. Obviously, I would want to take a personal day and play games, but, you know.
0: Did you ever skip class to play a video game?
1: Uh, I would already had the intention of skipping class, so...
0: I know I mean, that I, I specifically skipped class to play video games. I remember like playing Burnout in my dorm room with with my friends and then looking up and going, I should go to class. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> you know, that was mostly uh, Yu-Gi-Oh for me, card games with my friends nice. and my roommates in college. We we did a lot of card games. It was first couple of roommates I had were Magic the Gathering. So, yes, that was played for me in college as well, just like you. So it did pass on. And then uh when those guys all graduated, moved on, I moved in with a new group of guys. And most of the time it was either Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, reliving our childhood, but playing new rules. Say there were uh, a couple of times that I didn't go to class nice. so that I could finish. Nice, a duel I've never skipped work for a video more. game.
0: I never call into work. I'm such a workaholic. It's a sickness, really.
1: Oh, uh, trust me. It runs in this family.
0: I know. I know it does. We all have a stupid work ethic. We're, we are... We are way more loyal to our jobs than our jobs deserve for the loyalty they show us. So now don't get me wrong. I love my job right now. I'm not knocking the job I have at the moment, but I'm saying in the past, I've shown way more loyalty to uh, companies that did not deserve or show that in return. Been there, done that. Yep, 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 yep. I'm very, very blessed with a good job right now. Well, that'll that'll. That'll do it. I think we're both angels. We we've never really pretended to be quote, unquote sick to get out. I I mean, I've pretended to be sick to not go out with a friend and have to go out and socialize and stay at home and play video games instead. If that counts.
1: Yeah. Being a social or an introvert is great.
0: Yeah, that's right. So you know what else is great, Rob? What's that, Dave? Our website, which is www.memorycardlane.com. Why is it great, Rob?
1: Well, Dave, MemoryCardLane.com is great because you can find archives to our previous shows as well as future ones. You, You know, they'll be there, too, in the future. You can find a link to our Discord where you can join and talk to Dave and I and maybe throw your opinions, tell us something you like or don't like, or maybe just give us a hard time. You know, whatever. There you can also find links to our calendar. And our calendar will tell you what games we have coming on up so that maybe you can share your stories, your memories. Tell us what you feel about a game. Also there, you can find another way to share your stories and opinions, or you can email us at memories at memorycardlane.com.
0: You can also support our podcast via Patreon. There's a link on our website for only $2 a month. You can support a fledgling podcast Um, yeah, if you like what you're listening to, throw us a couple bucks a month. We could, we could use your support, uh, in terms of support too. If you've never done us, please, uh, give us a like, uh thumbs up or whatever it is on the platform you listen to and go ahead and rate and review us, you know, feedback, whether or not it's good or bad is always, uh, I love feedback because I always want to put out the best show I possibly can for you guys. And Sometimes that involves hearing things you don't want to hear. So rate us, review us, tell your friends about us. You could do that on all your podcast platforms. Um, Or come on our, you know, as Rob said, come on our website. There's lots of ways that you can share your stories and opinions between Discord and our email. There's even a submission form on our website. Um, Also on our website, you can find our social media plugs. I am on Twitter as David underscore is underscore wrong, where I mostly post about Rocket League and when the show comes out. And Rob, what are you doing on social media these days?
1: I can be found streaming on twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z.
0: Awesome. Well, before we wrap it up for the day, do you have anything you want to add?
1: Well, Dave, you already know it. Gotta say thank you to everyone listening. And for those that aren't, you're missing out. Or maybe not. Who knows? Definitely not us. Let us know what you feel. Are, are anyone else missing out? Are anyone else missing out? Is anyone else missing out? Sometimes we just want to have that feedback. But <laughs> we got to say thank you for the support. It means a lot to us. And we hope you continue to enjoy what we put out. And we hope you'll be back for us next week. And Dave, what do we got for him next week?
0: Rob, next week we're going to party like it's 1999. Yay! I was four. Woo! literally <laughs> so back in 99, the original Mario Party came out for the Nintendo 64, and it became the staple of coach couch co-op households everywhere. And I think that although the last couple have left a little bit to be desired, that as a collective gamers kind of still look forward to each of the subsequent games in the series which is still going strong. I saw a rumor the other day that they're working on another one and and, and that was news. I mean, if people... What?
1: I wanted you to finish your sentence. I thought you were done. Go ahead, finish your sentence.
0: No, I was going to say it was news. They're working on another one.
1: Well, Dave, the suspense is killing us. Can you get to the point already? What's the damn game?
0: Oh, Mario Party.
1: Mario Party? You heard it, folks. Join us next week as we talk Mario Party and a dice rolling, star-stealing trip down memory card lane. Do the thing
0: do 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 okay <laughs>